right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. Hopefully he doesn't join. Yeah. But he will. Or he will. Yeah. He will. Having some goat cheese. Indulging. Dude, I love goat cheese, man. Isn't that great? Isn't so it great? Good. I haven't had it in too long. That needs to change. Goat cheese uh, with your gas station coffee actually probably would not be a bad combination. Circle K, baby. Colombian roast. Still on it? Yep. Big time. Big time. I figured out that there's a Circle K exactly halfway between my house and Meatbird's house, and it's basically changed the game. Have you informed him about this? No. No, I've been keeping this one tight to the tight to the chest. Um, I need to make sure that I deliver it in the appropriate manner. Did you see the results of our poll? No, I didn't, actually. I did vote in it. Obviously, you can probably guess my vote, but uh, I did not. I'm sure you voted Circle K. I sure did, yeah. I did. Okay. Yep. Um, the poll was, first of all, we got a new follower, Peter Pumper Twat, mm-hmm. uh, joined us. Um, so, if you're out there, Peter, <laughs> that's it. All right. Which gas station has the best coffee? Circle K, 7-Eleven, Speedway, and Wawa were the four that I picked. I tried to pick national chains, mm-hmm. not like super regional chains. Mm-hmm. Um, from least to most, uh, at 14%, Speedway. Mm-hmm. The Speedway one was a controversial addition. A lot of people had a lot of lip over even adding that when I, they're saying I should have added Quick Trip. I don't yeah. even know what that is. I think that's a that's a down here thing. QT, this just called QT, Quick Trip. Um, is it I, quick with the Q or quick with the K? Because they can't seem to agree. Well, there may be a different one that's K, but the one down here is Q. Q, Q Quick Trip. Okay. Speedway, mm-hmm. 14%. 7-11, 23%. Circle K, 28%. Wawa, 33%. That's interesting because Wawa is a regional chain. Like I don't, we don't have Wawa down here. I know it's a big Pennsylvania thing. Um, you don't have Wawa there. Oh, okay. No, I, I I'm actually going to enter in. What is Wawa's territory here? Um, yeah, isn't it a northeast? Yeah, it's like a Philly thing, right? Oh, but, it, but really, but, but they're in Florida too. It appears. I guess I was duped because I didn't even put these together. I asked uh, ChatGPT. It li- I wanted like an unbiased source. It literally looks like Wawa exists in every place that you've lived and nowhere else. So you probably <laughs> it probably seems like it's everywhere for you, but it's it's wow. literally nowhere. Yeah, I had no fucking idea. I love Wawa. And I mean, I won. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's that's the weird thing because it, it's in terms of like it's it's not across the country. 
It's and not even close. I mean, it basically I'm shocked is, by that. Yeah, it's like a northern mid Atlantic and up to New York thing, and then um, and then I guess Florida. I didn't even know it was in Florida. I have always associated Wawa with Philly and like my friends from Pennsylvania. And Wawa is Paul. Wawa is fantastic, but yeah, it is. It's bizarre that that won because I wouldn't. Well, have... I, and I actually I don't agree with it. Well, I don't know if I've ever had Wawa coffee. I'm sure I have at some point in my life, but I, I've never consciously gone in, which actually this is going to be a little bit of a teaser for, for future content, but I've never gone in consciously and said, I'm going to have a Wawa coffee and write about it in a journal. Oh, are you really considering doing the future content we talked about? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to do it. Nice. That's going to be a big one. Yeah. Listeners, you're going to like that one. This yeah. is going to be a big one. I almost mm-hmm. spill the beans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Humorous little pun. Um, yeah, I guess Wawa is a super regional chain. I didn't realize that. Um, right. But I don't agree with it because I stand by Circle K, a, bran- a, a, you know, a, a, a branch whose coffee I've not had from the simple principle that it's grind to order. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, and and you know, and I confirmed that I didn't know. I, I I went into the the Circle K here. You know, we were texting on Saturday morning. So what do I have in store for the weekend? I said first, you know, Circle K, get my coffee, and then we'll you know we'll see what what we what we do from there. So yeah, I you went kind down. Of had an ominous response to that. Message, yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah. We might get into that. <laughs> sure, but, what that was about, right? Uh, so I went down and I said, you know, as as I'm driving down there, I said, prepare car. You need to prepare for the for the fact that. That one Circle K that you stopped at, you know, halfway between Waco and Fort Worth last week, perhaps that was an outlier. Perhaps other Circle Ks don't have grind to order. So I went down mm-hmm. there with that in mind, walked in, I'll be damned, same machines. So I guess, you know, at least two data points, that makes a trend, right? It looks like it's all grind to order. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking in the in – the, we also had Sheets – which I think is only a South. Yeah, we thing. had sheets growing up in North Carolina for sure. Loves also South. Loves, right? Sure, yep. Uh, yeah. If you go into this thing, they cannot agree how to spell Quick Trip. Well, it's I think there funny. may be there may be a number of them because the 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 Quick Trip down here QT that's what's on the big neon sign up above each one is is a big letter Q and a letter T. In fact, one of our listeners... Um, QT. Yeah, one of our listeners works at one. Yeah, oh, really? And, and, and actually, and, and actually stepped out of, stepped, went out of his way to DM me about how my Circle K pick was bad because QT's is better. He defended his company? He did, wow. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. And, and has before. Of the board def- picking one company over the other. That's correct, yeah. Oh, shit. We also had AMPM was a suggestion from the Enigmatic Retard. Okay, I've never even heard of that. What is that? Uh, racetrack. Racetrack, of course. Yeah, Racetrack's good, but I've, I've never had their coffee. Yeah, I, I, I'm, go- I'm going to, you know, we teased a little bit before, but I am going to be pursuing this. I'm going to be tugging on this yarn a little bit. In the yeah, like put a little note in your phone, keep a uh-huh. list of... Yeah. Of uh, yeah. of uh, of uh, ratings. There's a place called Come and Go. Come and Go. Yep. Did you the... see this? What is that? Come and Go. It's like a Midwest thing, man. I think we had them in Denver. I think they're, they're down here too. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I don't like how it's spelled. I don't like yeah. anything like that. It's very controversial. Did you just get a haircut, Aaron? He's not even on yet. He's coming in. Goodness gracious. Um. 
Hey. What else do we have here? Howdy. How do I sound? Uh, clear but quiet. All right, I'll turn up the gain. Turn that gain up. Turn Racetrack. Aaron said Cumberland Farms. Never heard of that one. Have Never you heard, heard of that of one, it. car? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else do we got here? That seems like it. I mean, that seems like all of the possible. Seattle's best. I don't is know that a that gas is. station? I've heard of the coffee brand. I think so. Seattle, Seattle's best? I thought that was just an explicit coffee brand. People are cheating. Yeah. Anyway, cool. it was established that it was Wawa, but I don't agree. I, I think oh, Wawa is sort of like the, I've been to a Wawa, so the coffee has to be good pick. Mm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some of that in there. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's the yeah, game no now? Doubt. Oh, beautiful. Much better. All right, good. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Um, the show before the show. You're, we're being listened. Don't say anything bad. What? We're being listened on. Don't say anything bad. And you get the Who's fuck listening on us? People. Oh. Aaron got a new oh. uh, microphone. No. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Because my lovely no, uh, wife bought me this awesome microphone with a boom and uh what is it called? A like a pop oh, pop filter. Pop filter? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. I like it. I That's like it. Isn't it wonderful and great and the best the best audio quality you've ever heard in your life? And actually <laughs> no, it actually is. Yeah, yeah. It's way better than the <laughs> usual rigmarole that you drag us through every single week. So yeah, it's, very, it's actually it's very exciting. Very good, I have to say. What a, what a wonderful wife. We uh we uh we're definitely one of my initiatives is um I, I, I was talking to Top Lobster. Um, mm-hmm. Good conversation I had with him. Um, we're going to be getting an official TLE store up and running soon. Ooh. We need some designs. We need to get our shit together. But I do, in the effort in 2024 to make this podcast a more serious endeavor, um, yeah. I hate to say this, Aaron. I know you just got a new mic. But you're fired. I think we're going to need to start doing some video. Oh, yeah? I think we're going to need to start doing some video. People, the people are clamoring. The people are clamoring. Yeah, it's the next stage. Oh, it's boy. the next stage in every streamer and podcaster's life cycle is they go from <laughs> audio to audio visual. So. Streamer to podcaster to... To dead. <laughs> yeah, to dead. Yeah, yeah, we're just on the next stepping stone. <laughs> One away. Death. One away from, wow. from I, the ultimate uh, conclusion. I'm pretty pleased, actually, Aaron, that you came in with this new thing, that, and it worked immediately. Yeah. Also, hooked up right away. The nice. stars aligned. Really great. Oh, that's what you were looking for the audio tests for a few days ago. Now I see. Yeah, it's all coming together. Live debut. Cool. Well, that's, that's why good. I was well, calling you ten times at various hours of the night. Dude, the greatest part about being out here is I get zero cell phone service. Nobody can call me as a matter of fact. I can't, it's not even silencing my phone. You simply can't call me. It just doesn't work out here. Your phone is going to beep for about 20 minutes straight from the amount of missed calls you have from me. I haven't even gotten a notification about your missed calls yet. Nice. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. Well, um, we're here to discuss some news uh, today. Actually, I, I have a complaint to make. Two, two complaints to make. Two complaints 
and uh, a positive. Let's hear it. Uh, Car, what do you want to hear first? Complaint one, complaint two, or positive? Let's go sandwich. Let's do complaint one, then then positive, then complaint two, and end it on a negative note like we usually do. I, I ate so much goat cheese, I'm very sleepy. Okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's hear the positive. The goat cheese. My penis injury is fully recovered. Hell yeah. Oh, That's good. great. We're back. Yeah, back We're back. Fully recovered. Three hosts, three fully functioning penises, no injuries. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know about Aaron. Yeah. But. Fully functioning is. And that mm. takes us to our Blue Chew advertisement. So, everybody, <laughs> I've got some great news. My oh, final nice. piece of bad news I thought, oh, is yeah. that okay. it, I, there was nothing happened this week. Are you up until serious? like an hour ago? Wait, an hour ago? What happened an hour ago? <laughs> well, this—that's oh, th- when I saw the Supreme Court thing. Oh yeah. Well, I got yes. a whole—I got a whole list of news items, Bert. Do you? Okay. A whole well, list. Maybe you can run the show today, bud, because yeah. <laughs> I was looking at my notes and I'd scar like I have like nonsense, garbage stuff. This will like, be your not second anything... week off from running the show. I have I have things to discuss, but I don't think any of these topics will last longer than five minutes. Um, I've got a, I've got a number of topics. Can I can I start off with a? I don't know if it's necessarily not a news item. It is newsworthy, but it's a little bit of a conspiracy. Can I start with that? Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, I think I already know where you're going with this. Yes, oh, let's hear it. Okay, I've, uh, Aaron, have you heard? Of the NFL Super Bowl logo conspiracy. Have you heard of this? That is not where I thought you were going with no, this. No, I have not heard okay. that particular conspiracy. One of my friends in, in IRL has been talking to me about this uh, every now and then. It's a little, it's kind of interesting. Um, there is a conspiracy, and it's actually backwards verified. I guess you can go back and look, and this it has rang true. And we've been tracking this kind of through the football season. I should have brought it up a while ago, but I kept forgetting. If you look at the Super Bowl logo that is released prior to the NFL season every year. And you go back the last few years, the there it's always a motif of two colors. And those two colors are the colors of the teams that ultimately make the Super Bowl. Not only that, but the color at the bottom of the logo is the winning team. So if you go back to Super Bowl what? Oh, yes. Yeah, check it out. So if you go back to Super Bowl uh, I'm L- sorry, I'm I'm retarded. Before you even get into this, can you break it down one more time? The formula. So the 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 color scheme of the Super Bowl logo. You know they have the branding for each individual year's Super Bowl. So Super Bowl okay. Fifty Six, for example, featured the Bengals and the Chargers. Well, the logo itself is comprised of kind of two general colors and various shades or whatever you know, and then they they make it they make it pretty. Well, if you look back at Super Bowl LVI, which I guess is 56, that was the Bengals and the Chargers. Uh, You'll recall this is when Matt Stafford uh, went to the Chargers, got traded to the Chargers, and immediately won a Super Bowl. Well, that logo had orange more or less across uh, around the top of it and then yellow around the bottom of it. Chargers are yellow. That's when Matt Stafford won with the Chargers, right? Now, the, the Super Bowl logo is released prior to the year beginning, so... It's, right. This is kind of predictive. Go to the next year, LVII, so 57. The logo is green and red. Eagles, Chiefs, red was on bottom, Chiefs won. Oh, my God, yes. LVII this year is red and purple. And me and my buddy have actually been talking about it throughout the year because, obviously, multiple teams have 
the same color. For example, 49ers and Chiefs. Well, right. we've got the Niners still in, and we've got the Ravens still in. Uh, well, and, and we have the Chiefs still in. But it, for this to hold true, because the Chiefs and the Niners are in different conferences, Niners-Ravens is still in play, If the and then Ravens winning. And that would be three... Three, I think, maybe more straight Super Bowls where this has happened. And now that you've noticed, they're going to change it all up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Right. How many so, years has this? When? So when was the first year it wasn't I, a thing? I don't. I don't know how many years it goes back, but it goes. I, I mean, those two, at least the last two, and it looks like maybe this year too. You know, so this would be the third. Jesus. Now, does it go back further? I, I have no idea. I. Somebody was just noting it, you know. Somebody that my buddy follows, like online or something like that, started noting it a few years ago. I guess okay. so. Well, you know, you put your money on, I guess. That's... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that so. would be one way of doing it, at least. Wow. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, since you have a, uh, since you seem to have most of the news, I'll just defer on this. I don't. I don't. I've uh, very boring news. So whenever you want to hear a piece of boring news. Uh, you let me know, but until then, I'm going to uh, uh, hit this button here. Hold on. Da, 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 da. Watch, it won't work. <laughs> nope, didn't work. We'll try one more time. Nope, we're not getting any news today. No news. We canceled no, All fellas. right, see you guys. See you guys. No news. All right, Carr, <laughs> take us in. Just, just take um, us in. On the uh, in the same vein as things just kind of not working, like um, our intro here, um, I've been noting, and I'm sure many have been noting, the failures in the aircraft industry. Yes, we all been kind of noting this. Yes, yes, Got yes. A little bit worrisome. <laughs> well, we had more. <laughs> we had more. We we covered. I think it was on Limp the um, the, the 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 door or whatever that blew off that one Boeing yes. 737 yep. Max. And they yeah, just kind of had a passenger plane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah guy had to just kind of sit there next to it and it blew off at like 16,000 feet or something like that. So they had to make an emergency landing. Nobody got, you know, nobody got hurt um, in that particular scenario. No Another silver one. linings for you, Aaron. Nope. Nope. Um, hey, uh, so th- this happened a number of days ago, a cargo plane, uh, I believe flying out of Miami, bird was that right or florida somewhere uh was it was forced, it was out of florida yeah yeah was forced to make an emergency landing when the engine just kind of caught fire uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know what the f- resolution of that was but they actually successfully landed it nobody got hurt the plane was made yeah. by tesla <laughs> <laughs> well no like the thing about that was the plane was actually like relatively new i think it was made in 2015 which well is... i think that's the problem that's what's becoming very concerning is all yeah. these are yeah. very it's... crisis Boys. Yeah, right. Um, what, do you buy into that? Either yes. Oh, my God. Yes. All right. Good. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Are you know about the competency crisis? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, mean, my I God. Think, I, I think it's really a thing that's, I mean, in yeah. every industry. It seems like well, it's in every industry. I think I think you see this in every industry, especially, especially during inflationary periods, is that quality just suffers. I mean, quality suffers. You know, if, it's like the same reason you don't want to buy a house that was built in like 2006 or 2007 at the peak of, you know, uh, a bubble right there. And for the same reason that, you you know, quality just of things built in 2021 or 2022, everybody's trying to cut corners. Everybody's trying to, to, to save their margin. And uh, it just goes to shit. Um, there's except more to podcasts. it. Except for podcasts. They're saying... Which, 
They're saying that as everything else gets worse, our podcast gets better. Exactly. We have an inverse relationship. Facts yet to be seen. Recession proof. (laughs) Bird Bird launched his new recession proof career in podcasting. (laughs) Just in case. Just in case. It's It's a recession proof, but I'm struggling to feed myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Not only that. Not only the uh, cargo plane, but I just saw this. Some passenger uh, in a passenger jet um, randomly looked out the window and noticed a bunch of bolts missing on a wing (laughs) and notified somebody. (laughs) And then they just didn't take off because the bolts were actually missing from some sort of panel on the wing itself. So, yeah, it's getting really concerning. Just a Um, really boring expansion on the twilight zone episode with the ground one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah instead of a monster on the wing it's just missing bolts <laughs> and he's trying to alert people but they think he's crazy <laughs> that would be yeah this competency crisis thing is um fascinating i i don't uh, i didn't have an inflationary definition of it i i just oh yeah i, I think that's largely what drives sort of a, just history historically well, every, yeah, every, I guess that's everywhere true. and every time, you know, I mean, there are yeah, other things that true. can do it, but like, yeah, anytime you get high inflation, you're going to get this. Yeah, sure. that's fair. I mean, that does ma- anything that involves manufacturing or having to pay for stuff. Oh, yeah. But it yeah, also yep. it also feels like there's a like a human cri- like a human crisis. Like, yeah. uh, like maybe this is economic, too, but it doesn't just feel like things that are products of people's work are getting worse, but that people are getting worse. Well, they got nothing to work for. Got yeah. nothing to live. I'm not for. even a live right. to work guy, but it just seems like everything is worse. Conversation has gotten worse. No, it's a. I don't know what you're it's talking a, about. It's a I'm malaise. having the best, most productive time of my life. Why? Oh well, yeah. Well, well you thrive under the under conditions of human misery. <laughs> I, I really do. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I am going to need you to move closer to that mic. You're not actually, I know it's a great mic. You you can't speak from across the room into it. It's not that good. <laughs> I really want to recline in my chair and kick my the feet up. Like crisis. The competency <laughs> crisis is <laughs> creeping into the news. No. One host no, at a time. I, so, okay. So I was, um, this actually is part of it is, so I have noticed that, I love doing this show. I will always love doing this show. I really enjoy it. But it seems like in the past year, as I've thought back and gone forward, it has gotten harder and harder to riff on average news. And I'm wondering if I'm being affected by a competency crisis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm wondering if... And this is where I'm. What I'm thinking about, Carr, is you, you. You know this old meme, like we can't, we don't know how to do that anymore. Yeah, like, sure. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if this is, if this is really a spiritual, not a spiritual in a religious sense, but like a sort of overarching, like nobody gets out of it problem in no facet of human living. I've noticed, like. You know, I used to be a great home cook. I can't even throw a fucking cheeseburger together. Yesterday I burned my cheeseburgers. They were terrible. It just feels like it almost feels as though time, like the the foundational physics of the universe, time is kind of degrading. 
like mm. the uni- like the if you had to rate the quality of the universe itself from 100 to 0, it's kind of lost a couple of points in the past few years. Man, you're right. You're so right about that, dude. It does it feel it's I I do think it it goes back to a lot of the stuff I was talking about, but but yeah, it's it's like it's crazy, man. It's it's um I think, and and the other thing too is I, I think that everybody's in a hangover from from COVID. Um, you I think, think we're a, still in a COVID hangover. I think that part of it is that, and this it ties in with the economic too. But I, I think that part of it is that um, there is a subconscious feeling that it's going to happen again. You know what I mean? And COVID? so. Yeah. that whatever that it what if that, that means would COVID, take me into a news item that i have actually but yeah okay keep going. but well i mean i i so so what if they if 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 businesses like particularly service-oriented businesses like like um coffee shops bars restaurants what if something like that com- comes around again it's like are you willing to roll the dice on opening something um and then the, okay i see are, are you willing to roll the dice on be, you know being a part of it in general and and d- d- are you going to take that much pride in your work um and i think that that's you know i i've noticed that for sure it, it, outside of the locally owned places just service has gone to complete shit i don't i don't really understand what's happening to be honest with you like do you i think it's do you think it's just an aggregate of like risk and vol and volatility just through the roof on the macro and micro side. I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like having um, some type of psychological effect, like up and down the ladder. Yeah, yeah. It's it. Be, nothing feels certain. There's no. There's no. It's hard to to to. Yeah. It's it's just a weird weird time. And I think people subconsciously are wondering, is something like that going to happen again? Even if it's not COVID, even if it's something just even more like even, or different catastrophe. Um, Prevailing sense of doom. Just in yeah. Control. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I don't think that mo- the average person is going to be able to, to convey that to you verbally. Like, well, but I think that there is some kind of lingering. I know like polls and surveys are fake and gay, but I think one thing we can take away is that I don't think there is a poll in existence that shows Anything like any number more than like twenty percent of whatever the polling sample is saying that they are um, excited or happy or right. Um, yeah. yeah. What's the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for? Like, you know, feeling good about the things to come. Yeah. Yeah, like a good, like a for, like a good forecast. Like nobody right. is. Nobody's looking ahead and going. Good times are on the way in the near future. No, yeah, because we can never. Not. We and never manage like that for a very long time. Oh yeah. Right. Well, we never manage to shake off the ghost of whatever we just beat. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I and I, I'm not saying. Do you all really this think is... it's as recent as COVID? No, yeah, no I, I, that's what I, I was, was just going to say. Okay. No, okay. I I think, I think there's a. I, I was actually just about to say something like the global war on terror. Like we like it was never like hey we put this to bed. And now we can move to the next era. Like with World War II, agree or disagree with our involvement, it ended, <laughs> and, and it's like okay, now we yeah. go do something else. You know, um, uh, but but we're in this weird time where nothing really officially ends. So yeah. so you you roam around struggling, you're just like what what era are we in? Like what are we supposed to be doing? What are we? You know, it, it, we're still in the global war on terror, and and which brings up another point of my news items that we just, are we, are we, are we just opening up a front against the Houthis officially now? 
Yeah, I, I it feels very dispiriting in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't yep. just feel like a physical ailment. It as Carr said, like there's nothing to work for or towards, not even in the black pill sense. You know, my personal relationships are doing well. Yeah. Um, I still, yeah. you know, I, I, this brings me back. I was very into thermodynamics a couple of years ago. And the one thing I remember taking away from the idea of thermodynamics, or at least of entropy, is the idea that on the large things decline, even if in local areas, things can, can you know, be on the up. And mm-hmm. it, it feels as though my personal life, we're doing good. Luckily, penis injury is over. You know, that didn't get any worse. Looking up. But, there's, but now my penis looks at the world and says... Well, what did I recover for? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I mean, maybe it's not a really good way to put it, but it's, no, it, it's, a, it's a way to put it. No, no, no. It's a way to put it. I understand what you're saying. It was a really good way to put it. I agree. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I'm doing, like like you said, I'm doing personally really well. But then you go out and you're like, oh, golly. Like, no, you know, this was part of, I think this was part of the brilliance of FDR's New Deal. Wasn't, you know, all of his policies were dog shit. But announcing a New Deal and saying, hey, guys, like, the depression happened, but here's the thing: we're moving to the next era, and we, you we ju- don't. Ha- oh, you knew- yes, yes, you, I agree. You know what I, I agree. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I do agree with exactly what you're saying: that there needs to be someone or something who's generally respected who can kind of prophetically close the era. Mm-hmm. Yes, there isn't. <laughs> there is yeah. not somebody who's who's going to do that. There's not something. That will do that uh, because we're not right. a nation. <laughs> well, then that's true as well. But there are—I I don't even know if. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. I—I I don't even know if it's. This feels larger than like a a, a national consciousness. It is. No, no. It's just the breakdown of complex systems, mm-hmm. and uh, the nation and- is a complex system that is breaking down. And I think, yeah. yes, yeah, the, and the entire concept of the nation state, I would argue, is actually a complex system that is breaking down because we're moving into a new era. Um, and this is a little bit of a teaser. But it's, for the, it's really not a black pill, though. It's, it's, there's no, it's amazing. There's so many opportunities on yes. the local level. Yes, it's, 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 it's going to be a much better, uh, much better. Things are going to be good ahead. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit of a slog in the, in, in the, in the um, medium term. But, um yeah, I, th- I think just to tease this, Bird, we were texting a little bit about uh, my Wilder West segment and actually the show itself. But I, this is something that I really want to talk about is that is this new era. I think, you know, just as the early 20th century till now or till maybe a few decades ago was this massive refiguring out human organizations, you know, as reflected by modern nation states from the Industrial Revolution – think we're getting into the this like information age revolution and now we've got to refigure out human organization and mm-hmm. uh and so i, th- I think that that is going to be a big focal point of the wilder west okay well that's prophetic enough um i do have some good news for dinosaur haters i'm listening <laughs> i was waiting for you aaron yes you're gonna like this okay so uh, uh, give me your best guess uh, as to the size of a great white shark. 
I think oh, it would be about man. 20 feet. I would say great white shark, 20 feet in length for like a big, big one. You guys are, that's a big, and okay, so you guys are both right on this. The average great white shark about 15 to 20 feet. All right. 15 to 20 feet long. Well, researchers at the, let me figure out what university, the University of California, it used to be believed that the Megalodon. The Carcalodon Megalodon? Yeah, the Megalodon. You, you, you remember the Megalodon we've covered in the past. We, mm-hmm. we actually fell into this. It used to be believed that the Megalodon was a, a shark-like creature that measured up to about 65 feet in length. That's what everybody always thought. It was a giant sea creature destroyer. But it was just researched uh, in, in a project. So this is how they figured out that number, by the way, is they, they found a tooth and they found a, a vertebrae. And together they estimated, based on the current knowledge of a mako shark, of how large such a shark with those features would have to be. However, after a couple of discoveries, future discoveries, uh, uh, rather, uh, uh, discoveries as of recent time, apparently they've discovered that the megalodon was not 65 feet long. It's about as large as a great white shark. (laughs) Why would they, why would they use a mako to estimate it? It's in the same family as the great white and makos are warm-blooded. It's just the most (laughs) generic shark you can find. Yeah, but the it's Mako warm-blooded. shark, the Mako shark, is about as large as the great white shark. Just not They're as not... heavy. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I was it's just say, not it's as not, heavy, but it's 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 massive. one of the longest sharks. And sometimes, okay. I mean, they 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 do actually outlength great white sharks on average. They're both about fifteen feet long, and given the features of the Mako shark, the tail fin is sometimes longer. So I think that's why they chose it, but. This is great for the dinosaur debunkers, which I've been seeing a lot more as of late. People are really, like, off this dinosaur thing. I don't know if you've noticed this. They're kind of off the dinosaur thing. Good. Yeah. I it agree. It started just from a resurgence on anti, uh, anti-evolution posts. One day we're going to figure out that dinosaurs and people lived together at the same time. And they weren't dinosaurs. They were just large chickens. Yep. Nothing special. True. So, Vindicated. Check us in for Vindicated Got for it. that one. Yep. yep. Time I'm going to give you one more thing. Almost Young Earth Creationist Podcast. Yes, <laughs> right. Another good thing for Van Halen haters. I'm sorry. For Van Hagar haters, which right. is, I would hope, most of us. You piqued my interest <laughs> again. David Lee Roth has claimed that Sammy Hagar was sex probed by an alien during his abduction. That's amazing. All right. <laughs> so so uh, you can search this up on YouTube, listen to the entire clip, but don't do that until you finish this podcast. It's about a 25-minute long segment called The Ballad of Popsicle Sam. <laughs> all right. <laughs> David Lee Roth spilled all the beans onto what he believes. Uh, if you'll remember that in 2011, Sammy Hagar claimed that as a child he was abducted by aliens. Well, David Lee Roth is revealing a little bit more information about that event, which is to say that apparently Hagar claimed not only was he abducted, he was sex probed. All right. Okay, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was kind of thinking. I was kind of thinking Sammy Hagar was raped by aliens would get a larger crowd pop than that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, everybody suspected it the yeah. entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Next time yeah, I go to Cabo Wabo, so. I'll ask him. Um, bad news for you, Aaron. Apparently, uh, in Oklahoma, they're making furries illegal. Oh no, this is great. I've heard. I heard this. Yeah. So what is what is this? Um, they're going to uh, they're going to execute okay. them, right? No, well, or, or not immediately. Yeah, euthanize them is the proper term. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so apparently Justin Humphrey, a state representative in Oklahoma, on Tuesday said that he was going to ban furries from public schools and allow animal control to round them up and imprison them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That so is there's so a funny. bill currently uh, um, in, in the Oklahoma State Congress that, if passed, would take, play, uh, would take effect by November, um, this is the same uh, lawmaker, Republican lawmaker, who also claimed that he would propose a Bigfoot hunting season. So I think this is one of our guys, I would say. Yeah, this is probably one of our guys. Um, really hates human-shaped furry things, obviously. Love it. So that's, some, that's a silver lining for you. Um, that's the up. extent of the news that I have as far as that goes is <laughs> furry stories and Sammy Hagar was raped by aliens. Can you one up that car? Um, I think I'd probably have to just sidestep it. Really? I, I don't know if I can one up <laughs> okay. it. All right. So, fine. Try to sidestep uh, it. <clears throat> we've been following this uh, border dispute with Texas. Haven't we fellows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I that today. Yeah, I have a whole timeline on it. I did actually, I did a lot of research into this one particular thing. Let me quickly read the timeline of events. March 2021, Texas launched. Oh, you're going, how long are we, how long are we recording? Wait, going back to March of 2021? I don't have more than five minutes. I've narrowed it down to a nice 12 bullet points. Okay. Okay. The monologue. Texas the monologue comes operate- late this season. <laughs> yes. The monologue yes. comes late. Texas launches Operation Lone Star in March of 2021 under Greg Abbott to support Border Patrol agents in their overwhelmed uh, surge that was happening. After that, same month, basically, the Texas Department of Public Safety and National Guard troops deployed Concerta, Concertina wire barriers all across the Rio Grande. And then May 11th of that same year, they, they uh, 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 ended Title 42, which we've talked about before. And that's when the waves began in. So go about a year from then. By September 20th of 2023, getting closer, there started to be a spat. Texas alleged that federal agents began destroying the wire that was put up in order to facilitate more illegal crossings. And by late October of that same year, Texas files their first complaint with the U.S. District Court of the Western District of Texas. I think that's the sixth district. It's the most conservative of all the districts. The judge, Aliyah Moses, by the end of that month, uh, ordered a temporary restraining order against the Biden administration. In that same year, 2023, uh, in November 29th, about a month afterwards, uh, Texas's request for a preliminary injunction was denied, which allowed the federal government to start removing the barriers officially. 
So Texas appeals to the Fifth Circuit, which grants a temporary administrative stay and freezes the the order. That was about a month ago. Go through mid-December, the Fifth Circuit is seeing the appeal. By January 2nd, it lands on the Supreme Court, uh, the question of whether or not to vacate the order. By January 14th, we got a very spicy letter from Jonathan Meyer, who represents the DOJ, said basically said, you're going to let us do this right now, or we're going to take you to court, which is weird. They were already in court. By the 17th of January, just a couple of days ago, Ken Paxton responded with a big middle finger. And then we just got news today. I didn't actually, you know what happened today, Carr, because I, I didn't get to read any of it. Uh, I, guess, I guess it got shot down in, in federal court, Supreme Court. Or Let me take a Texas quick, case. I just yeah. like to post about it. Okay. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled five to four that the Biden administration can remove physical barriers at the border um, in order to put a stop to the uh, to illegal immigration, so that's one of the that's one of the weird things about the order is that the injunction was cleared, you know, with the with the intention of them continuing the job that they haven't been doing. Right? Very yeah. Strange. Yeah. yeah. So, not really sure about that, but yeah, Removing that was a big the Constantina wire to stop immigration. Right. Exactly. I guess, I guess right. their argument so. was that it was interfering with their access to areas. That they need to enforce, but the whole their standard operating procedure is just to bring them to like a processing center, and then they're in the and then they let them go. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, because the 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 court case is detached from what the the border patrol will actually do. You yeah. know, like the border patrol actually does have you know a supremacy clause as being part of the federal government. But there's nothing anywhere that says that the Border Patrol has to, inf- like, has to return illegal immigrants or anything like yeah. that. It's just so it's this is one of those weird cases where, you know, <clears throat> the stated goal of Border Patrol is to process de- or detain and process and then eventually remove illegal immigrants. And by that, they mean detain, process and then remove them to the city of Chicago. Yeah. Or to something like that. Yeah, so... Now, Carr, I assume you're gonna... You, your interest in this was as a matter of the clash between state and Fed, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's really my only interest in it. I don't really care about much else, but... Uh, so how just do you feel how... now that this has been, like, <laughs> resolved? <laughs> well, I don't know that it has. No. Well, that's right, yeah. I th- I th- this was pr- probably inevitable, right? But... This is the most exciting thing that could happen was that the Supreme Court ruled that way, and now we see what Texas is going to do. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have well, wanted the Supreme Court Mills to rule for India Texas. Right now. Did you know yeah. that? Yes, and that's the other weird thing. Yeah, mired in human shit. He's his wheelchair stuck in a handicap ramp. He's 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 going to be there for a while. <laughs> the oh the the back the backroom deals going on between India and Texas. Yeah. yeah, it's really bizarre. Honestly, um, you know, ninety nine point two of the world's greatest nuclear powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, you know, these sorts of things resolve themselves in the most boring way possible, which is like, you know, the subsidiary state just kind of gives up. But I've been seeing some really weird shit. <laughs> like, I like why is Greg Abbott in India? Um, you know. <laughs> the fact that Texas is such a powerhouse economically kind of makes it interesting. There's like a couple of things that make this really interesting, but you know, 
That is really what fucking it, funny. That as he gets off the plane, he can't he can't push the wheels because they they're slowly accumulating human shit. <laughs> as <Jesus>. he's <laughs> yeah, well, I'm stuck. He's sink. He's in a sinkhole of human shit, trying to get pulled out. <laughs> oh man, this is probably not good for the hubs or the spokes. What do you? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Or the fact that they they kidnap him and they take him away somewhere and they throw him on a funeral fire. Wheels gets groped on a fucking subway train packed with a thousand people. <laughs> yeah, we, Wheels does like a YouTube vlog in India and it's just the worst time ever. <laughs> yeah, the worst time ever. Dengue fever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they float him into the Ganges. Like, he can't stop them. <laughs> right? So they put him on a raft in the middle of the Ganges. Um, oh, man. No, it's going that's... to be very interesting because this is. Like, imagine. And I'm not going to say that, you know, the cons are going to do anything about it whatsoever, but imagine this Supreme Court case sticks, wheels backs down, and then they also. Uh, fuck Trump over. <laughs> like, where's the pressure relief valve for people that are concerned about, you know, the future of the Send country? Send the Indians in. I, I think, um, yeah, this has a, this has a, the, this has a little bit more potential than the typical, uh, you know, kerfuffle between state and federal. And I think a lot of it is because, man, I, this this immigration situation is putting a lot of pressure on a lot of Texas towns down in South Texas. And there's a lot of people that perceive this to be, whether they're right or wrong, an existential threat to Texas. And yes, um, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I'll be curious to track this. I, I, you know, again, I'm not like saying this is going to, this is certainly going to shape up to be something you know, newsworthy, but I'd say this has more legs than, than, um, than most of the other items that come across the, you know, the news desk. Yeah, that's the difference between this and every other compromise ever is that a lot of people in the Republican base do view this as an existential threat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This isn't like, uh, you know, bantering about abortion, like, you know, uh, you know, three weeks or eight weeks. This is, um, a historically pretty independent state, with its back against the wall, or at least perceive it, people perceive it that way. Um, and that's pretty true here. I mean, just speaking as, as being here, even, a, even people more or less, you know, kind of on the left down here, which was would probably qualify as people on the right in a lot of other States, but people on the left down here, uh, are whether right or wrong. Again, perception is reality. They're, they're concerned about it. I like the idea so. that you start going to your Circle K and you notice the Colombian roast is gone and yeah, you get the Mumbai roast. Yeah. <laughs> it's tea. At, it's just tea. Thing, it's, like, yeah, you got to a chai stand now. And yeah, there's, like, there's actually a guy with like a long rusted spoon and a, and a, and a hot plate. Is What's uh, going on here? Welcome, my friend. Where's my Colombian roast, man? <laughs> there is no more Colombian. That's it. It's the where, where's my Colombian roast? We don't know. We don't know how to make it anymore. <laughs> yeah, the conflict crisis competence. Competency. Is any, that is that dude? The if you've ever worked around Indians, 
they might be able to fix the competency crisis, but mm. at the expense of of your employment. <laughs> uh, well, I welcome our new brown overlords. Sure, sure. Did you hear about Disease X, speaking of India? Yeah, vaguely. What's up with that? The hypothetical disease that they're now planning for, the Davos Wait. Group and the, the WEF, as I'm calling them, the WEF. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are now planning to, uh, they're planning their preparations, their global preparations for a hypothetical disease known as Disease X. An airborne respiratory illness, much like COVID, mm. uh, that they're currently drafting plans for the uh, the um, what kind of the, the, the disaster response that uh-huh. may come from this. So when you said before, I think people are kind of just expecting it's going to happen again. Um, well, that doesn't just extend to your ordinary guy walking down the street. It extends to right. the people who test ran the first one as well. I like them. I like the concept of them unveiling Disease X as like um, as like uh, Apple would unveil like the next gen iPad or something <laughs> like that. Or like Elon Musk would unveil the new Tesla truck. Like they, they have like a stage and like check out what we made. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Dis- disease and, X and, and it's got one, branding. This one gives you scaly skin. Yeah, <laughs> we're all reptiles. The audience now. erupts in applause. Oh, it's amazing! <laughs> oh, I love scary skin. Reptile, reptile. <laughs> yeah, and then one That'll day it'll be, be uh, and it'll be all the Indians who work at Circle K who will save us from that too by simply <laughs> firing everybody from the WEF and putting their own guys in. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, we'll see. Any uh, do do we have any schedule on when they're going to be releasing D- Disease X? Is any Disease any... X? Uh, they're planning. So, no. I mean, the, the short and not funny answer is no. It's sort of a a. You remember how Bush uh, had like the color chart for when things were going to get really bad? They <laughs> yeah. sort of just have like a doomsday clock style thing that they they're like, okay, we're at this stage of potential threat for Disease X. We got to do this now. And uh, this is part of that cybernetic management system that the WEF is so concerned about is everything to them has to be cybernetic, meaning everything has to be an automated pre-planned response, which doesn't mean anything good. It's just that's just the way that they work is they feel that their responses are always going to be the smartest. And they have this, you know, complex list of standards that need to be hit in order for us to know whether or not we're in disease X or otherwise. Um, the question of whether or not Disease X actually correlates to something currently in production right now is unanswered. But uh, if I had to put my money on it, Disease X is being built somewhere in a Canadian bioweapons factory. We're answering it right now on Timeline Earth. Yep. We'll figure it out in a few weeks. It's com- it comes directly out of my penis. That's where Disease <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're still working it out. <laughs> That's what my injury was. I was I yeah, was abducted was... by aliens and probed <laughs> late into and, the night. 
<laughs> and, and given uh, the the building blocks of disease X that have to manifest themselves within the it, disease when ins- it's disease X they launch it and it does just result in a a number of minor penis injuries that are golly that would week. still be so irritating that would be <laughs> it terrible would be really irritating yeah. yeah and they shut down they shut down workplaces and schools. you have to lock down if you get a if you have an injured penis you have to alert everybody <laughs> and uh, and then you can't you, you can't go to the gym yeah you gotta get stop and they're like gotta leave okay i'm feeling my shot no 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 i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and you, and you get like blue helmets breaking down your door yeah. <laughs> <laughs> show me the penis show me the penis right now <laughs> <laughs> let's go and aaron is over there going fellas my penis hasn't worked in years they're okay yeah. <laughs> all right we'll go natural we'll go, we'll go. <laughs> they have to sound they have to sound you for the vaccine <laughs> in order to get the vaccine in i go on joe rogan and say you could just take blue chew that's what they don't want you to know that's what they don't want you to know <laughs> they start putting yeah they start putting under the spotify episodes they start putting a banner <laughs> penis injury is a serious thing they can't be cured by blue chew yeah. <laughs> under <laughs> the banner <laughs> under every episode <laughs> Debunked, yeah, debunked, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be a big thing. I think this disease X, which, you know, if I if I'm guessing, do I really think there's a grand conspiracy to release another disease? Yes. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you guys hear about the January sixth committee deleting all of those files? By the way, uh, yeah. has anybody looked into this? Good on them. Wait, what? So, uh, right before the Republicans gained that majority in the House, which I think had to be like late 2022, there was an investigation that was put out into this. Apparently, the January 6th committee, which was run by Democrats, deleted over 100 encrypted files relating to January 6th. They just (laughs) deleted them. They scrubbed them from the systems. Nice. Uh, you're going to like this. The Republican representative, Barry Loudermilk. <laughs> oh, man. That guy is not getting disease X. Yeah, no. As He's a, immune. As opposed to Barry Quiet Milk. <laughs> yeah, who's going to get demolished by disease X. <laughs> ruined, dude. His penis is going to fall off. <laughs> Louder with milker. So, apparently... <laughs> He's leading an investigation into the various security failures around January 6th. Supposedly, when he was supposed to receive four terabytes worth of archived data, he only received two terabytes. 117 files making up that other two terabytes. Now, I don't even know what files means in that. I cannot imagine how 117 files equals uh, uh, two terabytes of I gotta believe it's. I gotta believe it's, it, it's like 4K yeah. uh, HD, it's closed-circuit camera yeah. that's running 24-7. So it's like it's just probably. Yeah, well, huge, yeah, right, exactly. huge video files. files, it's probably like hours and yeah, hours of like stuff. Yeah, like days, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Days before he was supposed to receive the files, on January 1st of 2023, they, they were deleted from the systems before the submission. So, I don't know what that means. Apparently, one of the things that was deleted and rediscovered was Jacob Chansley standing at the door 
uh, of the Capitol building telling people to go away and go home. Who is Jacob Chansley? The the Viking, the Q shaman. Oh, hell yeah. So they got a video of the guy who was put in solitary confinement for a month over his involvement in this, basically doing the opposite of what they said he did, which was encourage people to go in. Now, I don't Mm -hmm. know if this was before or after he already went in. My thought is it was after because he was Mm. escorted out. There's videos of him being escorted out by police officers and they only escorted him. This is the really curious thing. They only escorted him out of the building. Didn't arrest him? No, they didn't. And they didn't escort him off the, the, the premises. Oh, either. right. Okay. Yeah. They only escorted him out of the building. And if you'll recall, there's a number of people who've been put in jail for being at the place. Not just in the building, but at the place. So, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I understand that on January 6th, nobody really knew what was going on. None of the officers knew what was going on or who was supposed to be calling the shots. And I understand a lot of them were just trying to prevent an actual riot from breaking out. But it's really interesting, like, the guy was put in jail for being let into the building. There's a video of him being let into the building. And then he was escorted out of the building, but was allowed to just kind of hang around. In the area. So, you know, I don't know what this... But this is... this is reason why I bring this up is because... This is going to be one of those things... Not this video, but all of the videos that are accumulated from this event. Where if Donald Trump comes into office, there's going to be another committee put in. And the story that many people understand to be the case about January 6th... Is going to be very, very different by the time that we get out of this. Do you really yeah, think it's yeah. going to change hearts and minds? Like, no matter what they no, find? No, no, no. I don't, I don't think it's going to change. I, no. I, well, we already know, Aaron, that the facts of a given situation have no bearing on how people feel about the situation anymore. <laughs> we've totally, make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, we've totally jettisoned truth meaning anything to people anymore. But um, my, my point is, like... There were there even for the three of us right now, there are assumptions about the event, which for the deletion of terabytes worth of footage or other files, possibly text messages or or strains of emails that were that were retained, could completely change uh, the 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 perception of the event. We still don't know whether or not Nancy Pelosi told the the Capitol Police to stand down. We told we still do not know whether or not Donald Trump actually told actually called for the National Guard to show up. We have no idea about most of these things, truthfully. And I think if you've got that much information, which probably comes specifically from information submitted by the White House, that could be some pretty interesting shit. Yeah, agreed. And I and to push back just a little bit on changing hearts and minds. I d- not that I think it will change hearts and minds, but if they're releasing video, can you imagine people making memes and gifs of, of random mm-hmm. stuff? Like mm-hmm. that's the way that that this stuff, and then just get people getting ratioed when they talk about January sixth, like underneath it with like pictures and memes and and yes. gifs, gifs, whatever. Like yep, that yep. that that is one way that sometimes this stuff gets a, breaks contain a little bit. Is if yeah, there's really right. like the, repeatable, that, that com- really re- repeatable, right. comical, comical good stuff. For the timeline and good yeah. for the show. Yeah, absolutely. the show, and actually, you know what, Car? I think uh, I I kind of neglected that, but you're. I think you're right that if if anything is going to 
maybe not change people's minds, but sort of reinforce yep. bolster, um, people's minds. Yeah, bolster yep. arguments. Like, this mm-hmm. is the kind of thing. And, and make a mockery of people online in general. Because that sure. has happened where people just people just get absolutely hammered, you know, yeah. in the replies. And, you know, they're forced to, not always forced, but uh, it often changes a tune. Um which is always fun to watch. Bringing it back to the breakdown of complex systems. I mean, there's going to, there's a whole generation coming up now that's going to be looking for some type of local thing to get involved in, um, to, to mentally process, um, (laughs) this breakdown that we're experiencing. And, uh, it's just one little more resume bullet propaganda point to, uh, point them in the right direction, orient them. And like yep. you said, Aaron, it will be good for the show, ultimately, no matter what. The, uh, the last piece of news that I saw, this is kind of a developing thing, but I, I don't quite understand the implications of this. But there was an order released by the president of the Russian Federation, Vladimir Putin, recently. <clears throat> and it reads, in accord, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a lot of legal jargon. In accordance with subparagraphs 1 of paragraph 2 of the Article 785 of the Budget Code of the Russian Federation, which is called the Enterprise for Property Management Abroad, the Russian Federation, or at the time, the Russian Empire, the former USSR, the proper registration of the rights of the Russian Federation in relation to existing real estate found that the sale of Alaska to the United States was illegal and against Russian law. Hell yeah. So so now Russia is officially claiming that Alaska is an occupied territory of Russia. That's amazing. That's awesome. So this is going to be a developing story. This was not done for no reason. It's probably right. going to lead to, like, contests over Alaskan oil off-seas. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll definitely see. I, you know, I know Alaska is a big, uh, for as far as oil goes, off-seas is, is big for the United States. So, Fishing and, uh, and it also will probably have implications on any pipelines we'll build in the future. But I just, this was, a, this kind of crept across quietly the other day. And uh, it's definitely, it was uh, the 18th of January, so a couple days ago. Um, no response from the federal government as of yet to this, and no understandings necessarily of the implications of claiming that Alaska is illegally occupied. But, um, you know, with the way the Biden administration behaves, Alaska may simply just be returned to Russia. <laughs> yeah, no joke. No joke. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm kind of, that could be kind of delicious in the, in the near future if Russia exciting. now starts... You know, the way, now Russia starts contesting Alaska as part of its sphere of influence, uh, <laughs> which I will note for uh, a good number of the listeners that that is the not Russia, but in, in the case, China, that that is the exact plot of the Fallout series. The video game series about the post-apocalypse is that China, not Russia, contests U.S. ownership of Alaska. So maybe... Oh, We'll get a Simpsons scenario <laughs> where it'll all just kind of <laughs> come true at some point. Um, so I'm hyped up for that. I think that if anything is going to be good for the show, it's it's Alaska 
<laughs> and it's being contested in the geopolitical yeah, order. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> So true. So true. They'll be playing um, the clip. They'll be playing the clip from Sarah Palin about how she could see Russia from her backyard. Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Holy <laughs> shit! Knowing, what a throwback, see? man! What a throwback. She was right. She was, <laughs> she was right. right. She was an insider. She was an insider I to the whole thing. I can see Russia from my backyard, and it's her front yard. <laughs> yeah, and it's Russia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah, so um, we'll see. Maybe they'll contest uh, Washington, the state of Washington after that, and, you know, just go from there. We'll see. Domino theory, but it's here. <laughs> um, should we should we take a quick spin through the state of politi- uh, federal the election? Yeah, I mean. Because some stuff happened, I mean, you know. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So Ron DeSantis is out. He kissed the ring, finally, after yep. all this time. Yep. Bowed out of his extremely embarrassing campaign. Um, God, it and got has, so embarrassing by the end. Dude, it was so bad for him. I don't even understand why he did it the whole time. Really yeah, bad for him. We were all so like, oh, DeSantis is an interesting guy. This is like really interesting what's going on here. And now I just, will his reputation ever recover? I don't know. Mm, right. I don't know. Because, I, I mean, other than the sycophants down here in Florida, who are like rider dies for him. You know, he kissed the wailing wall. He just about kissed every circumcised foreskin he could. And then after all this time, it's over, like with a mm-hmm. whimper. He didn't even make it to the second state in the primary. No. Yeah. So I, you Pretty know, bleak. Pretty bleak. Funniest post I've seen so far is by a uh, corrupt no. <laughs> NCR bureaucrat. <laughs> I think I know the one, yeah. Trump. He's a pedophile. He has a tiny penis. Defantis <laughs> through tears. Thank you, sir. Trump. And we think he might be gay. <laughs> yeah, that was a good post. That was yeah. a good post. DeSantis through tears is so good. Yeah. And we think he might be gay. So very uh, embarrassing. Um, ice, and then the, uh, the other pe- – go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, this may be what you're going to, but I saw – like, and it was just a Twitter clip, and obviously it doesn't – but um, – Trump is speculating that Biden is going to drop out. Did you see that? I didn't see that. No. Pull that up. Uh, let me see if I can find Pull that up, and I'll give you my thing while we're doing that. It's a quick thing. It's a quick thing. So I, I was under the impression, because Donald Trump said um, not long ago that he was looking for a female for vice president. It was one of the yeah. things that fueled me to believe that Nikki Haley was going to end up being the vice presidential nominee. But Sebastian Gorka, who is, I would say, is sort of the the outgroup for Trump, um, somebody who's broken a lot of Trump news before, apparently he's looking for the following, or he's actually made his decision, and Sebastian Gorka was able to give us the following information, which was, he's a male, New Yorker, former politician, who's going to be the vice president. He also said... He's not rushing to make the announcement because he believes it will have no impact at all on his campaign. So I don't even like most of the time the vice president is selected in order to win the the nomination in the primary or the election generally. Um, but he he has just said like that is not it doesn't matter to him. He doesn't think it's going to make a difference. So I don't know what he would even be like. What is his you know plan for his vice president? And like when you give that description, oh, he is absolutely. Well, he is going to sweep. But my point is like, if you're giving that information, 
the other thing I think we can assume is that he's a Republican politician or a former Republican politician. Uh, well, that's the thing is that I think some of the obvious and not true picks are Lee Zeldin, a guy who has zero political experience. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, who is that would be <laughs> hilarious if he became the oh vice president. Oh my god, that would be so funny, dude! Really funny. Oh my the god, guy can't, the guy pisses himself when he walks. Like he's it's he's amazing. Totally deranged. Yeah. Um, I, th- there were some people who were floating Anthony Weiner, former pedophile, current pedophile. I don't know <laughs> what his current pedophile. deal is. Yeah, I don't know what his pedophile. current deal is. That's but such a good, <laughs> such a good 2009 to 2014. He was a pedophile, pedophile for a few years, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, but Anthony Weiner's a Democrat. I don't see that as possible. People are floating Cuomo, which he's a super Democrat. Doesn't even make sense. Uh, yeah. My pick, and some of my New York listeners may remember the name, I'm thinking it's going to be George Pataki, the 78-year-old oh, wow. governor of New York who uh, famously, I believe, made an appearance in the movie about giant spiders, Eight-Legged Freaks, where he was killed by a giant spider. So we'll see. We'll see who it could be. Wow. Uh, yeah, so... Um... Obviously, the uh, election odds have been shifting just a little bit. Donald Trump is now at plus 120, which, I mean, is really good odds. 20 points overall. more than he was last time we did that, actually. Yeah. That's interesting. And Joe Biden is plus 200. So Trump in the in a solid lead. Um, this is for the general. For the for the primary, I mean, there's nobody. nobody bo- both uh, candidates are pretty well locked it seems i think any instability in joe biden is just is he gonna like make it i would assume um to the uh to actually be you know living or or capable of of making it across the finish line i'm willing to believe that they will keep him filled with amphetamines for another Hmm. four years yeah Yeah, me too well they don't even remember we were i mean they don't so they just untouched by the crisis of competency with the best medical care in the world, besides yes. like the Pope and other presidents, they can keep his heart beating enough where he's can legally still be the president. But he's already hasn't been running the government for the past four years. Yeah, right. So yeah. it shouldn't be too hard. I mean, they, as long as they can keep his heart beating. Can I give you a little crazy theory that I have? I, I like to want to call my shot in case. Please do. Maybe you guys know, maybe you guys don't, but I'll give you a chance to guess. Um, what is the what is the largest trend that we've seen as of late, as far as neoconservative politicians of the Republican Party has been? Any guesses? The trending Democrat. Exactly. Trending Democrat. Have you been seeing the Nikki Haley pivot as of the past? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, she's like an she's like a tooth, like a Bush era Republican, which means she's like a perfect candidate for a, a Democrat these days. So I think that she was legitimately running. I think she was legitimately running for president for a while because nobody thought nobody knew what was up with Trump up in the air, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think she is at this stage using what will come of any future debates or any attacks against her by the Trump people 
to f- make an announcement that she is switching to the Democratic Party. Ah, that makes yeah. so much sense. That's crazy, but that makes a lot of sense. I, I didn't make this connection until I saw that video about her being bullied as a brown girl. That yes, that was that so made. bizarre. And yeah, it was so in bizarre. front of those two pug-faced Democrat women who interview everybody. I, I, and, and it just was like, I saw this before with Max Boot. I saw this before <laughs> with base. I mean, basically, every f- uh, neoconservative who was a part of the Bush administration. She wasn't a part of the Bush administration, but she has the exact same value set as most of these people. She's that Arab. Yeah. And she's seeing the level of support that she's getting from Democrats is, is better than Republicans. You know what I mean? Like that's so interesting. That's so interesting. That is my shot call that we will see over the Trump administration or the Biden administration, whichever one of them wins. There will be a pivot for her to her next venture as a Democrat. She threw her own state under the bus. South Carolina? She threw, she said, I was a brown girl growing up in the South. Yeah. Where? Where did you grow up in the South? And it was very difficult. I was constantly bullied. Now, whether or not that's true, no politician is going to say that. If they are beholden to the state that they came out of, which she mm-hmm. is not anymore. She is not the governor of that state. She isn't. Uh, she has no prospects in any current Republican government. She has been so completely destroyed that I think she's going to announce at some point a switch to either the independence movement, whatever, or the Democrat Party. And she'll wow. be doing a lot of media ventures going forward, you know, like the yeah, way that most of right, them do. Right, right, right. That's my. And that's interesting because she could, yeah, man. She would. Wow. She would have way more success as the next Hillary Clinton. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, she. She need. I think she's going to need to back away from some of the neocon stuff a little bit, uh, at least publicly. Uh, to, well, to, to are get... you sure about that? Maybe not. Who's yeah, the war right. party now? Yeah, that's the true. Correct that's true. <laughs> the correct answer well, is true. The correct answer is Well, right, both. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but to 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 get the you're right. You're right. You can't is, when you look at you know Max Boot and David what is it David Frum or David French? Frum, yeah. Yeah, and all all the, all those fucking idiots. Um mm-hmm. they still habitually get ratioed. They have very little sway yeah. in either D or R circles. Um, well, Max Boot got employed by NBC. Yeah. I think this is a job interview for her next position at NBC. Yeah. Yeah. But how long is that going to last? Ten years until all the all the old school neocons in the in the, in the dem- in the Democratic Party retire or die off? Well, you, I mean, you always got to look for your next job. Yeah. It's just not a very future you know? proof. You, know, you want to talk about future proofing your employment? That's not yeah. It. I mean, that's a that's a it's a tough thing to do these days. When you have been so in that in that area, irrevocably scarred from the current party that you're in, to the point where you you can go. You know, I was bullied as a kid for being who I am, and look yeah. at what's happening again. I mean, Democrats eat that shit up. Oh, they yeah, would yeah. eat it. Oh across my god, the, yeah, across mm. the board, yeah. 
Wow, yeah. a competent woman who served in government under many positions. Dale, you, it's common, man. I, I, uh, I don't. I, this is my shot call. Now, maybe this never happens, but right now, from the from the outlook, it seems as though it would be the most plausible career move for her. If I was I her, like it. that would be my career move because as a Republican, yep. you have been destroyed by Donald Trump, destroyed mm. by him. You'll never recover from it. So. I don't know, man. I, what I'm interested to see, because I think this will make or break it, will she endorse Donald Trump? If she doesn't endorse Donald Trump, I would almost put money on what I'm saying here. If she does endorse Donald Trump, I'm very confused as to what she's planning, because it, now is the perfect time to make your career pivot. What I'm, what, what, what's interesting is we might begin to see this reflected in the Democrat candidate futures odds i wonder if we start to see her in the long end of the um of the odds betting for the for the for the uh democrat side oh you mean she starts appearing on the oh yeah yes I see what you mean yeah but she's I mean, not like, there literally, now literally who because gavin newsom did not have the opportunity to run for president because of joe biden but she did she had the opportunity to get a main stage so mm-hmm. that everybody knew who she was, so she, she gets her platform. And look what she's doing with her platform. She's appealing to not the Republicans when she says things like that. So, like, just if you go, if you know them by their fruits, if you see what she's doing right now, where does she stand to benefit the most by saying the things that she's said? Right. Not the Republicans. No, you're right, So man. unless she's I, the I dumbest like the idiot in the world, and maybe she is, I wouldn't doubt yeah. it, but... You know, yeah, I I think that would be a great move for uh, Vivek versus Nimrata, twenty twenty eight. Let's go, dude. Let's go. Two Indians, no competency cases. <laughs> Running for president of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, India, India having a surprising having a surprising role in American politics right now. Well, India is dominating the Anglosphere. Uh, Scott, they have the Scottish Prime Minister or whatever it is. They have oh, I the, forgot about that. Yeah, the English Prime Minister. The, I mean, Indians are. This is like since the Gupta Empire, Indians are doing better now than they've done in a long time. The she might ride that wave too. That owns Cumberland Farms. Is okay. Indian. Yeah. Wow. Ascendant. Wow. Your favorite coffee? Indian. Java. <laughs> Very good. It's over. But Java. we're back. It's so over. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we got anything else, or should we shut her down um, for now? Oh, Aaron, you wanted to open an HR complaint? Oh, yeah. Um, Lana Del Rey recently came out with a uh, new hairstyle. And uh, it kind of looks like mine when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> or today. Yeah, I, I just t- saw it today. Yeah. I just saw your haircut saw briefly. Yeah. Lee, Lee tweeted out and, Lana uh, Del Vey, which I really yeah. enjoyed. <laughs> Lana Del Vey. Yeah, I, I believe I commented Lesbo Del Gay. In, in yeah, her. that was a little on the nose. It was a little <laughs> bit on the nose. Listen, I enjoyed I'm, Le- a, I'm an abrupt guy, okay? I'm a very yeah. blunt guy. Uh-huh. You wanted to file well, uh, a bull dyke exemption, is that right? Yeah, I was, I was hoping to push that through. Mm. We'll have to submit it to the board. 
Well, I expedited it, so we'll hear what the board has to say. Alright. Next episode on Timeline Earth. Very good. Alright. Well, uh, with that, uh, till next week, two hands on the wheel.